You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 149, recorded July 17th, 2022. The topic for this episode is Voices of the Haunted Part 2. I am your host for this episode, and my name is Orchid. And I am Elemist. Hello. It's been forever. Hey, look, it's the two of us. We're back in one episode at the same time. Right. It's amazing. We did it, guys. <laughs> we did right. it. Right. We can end the episode now. Bump, bump, bump. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, God. I totally forgot about the bump back. bumps. I know. I only remembered. Okay. Before we get into any of the podcast info, I only remembered because someone was really kind enough. I don't even remember his name right now. Um, was kind enough to come into my my DMs on Twitter. It was like my own DMs. So it wasn't even Guardians of Lore Twitter. And was like, hey, I've been listening to all of your episodes. I'm on episode like 60, 68 or something or 62. And I just wanted to say like, it's really nice to like have you on the podcast. And I've been listening to all of them. And like, thanks for keeping us company. And like, I have to say, it's really nice to get messages like that from everybody. I really appreciate it. Like all those messages, we've been getting a lot of them lately. And it really makes our day like every single one of them. So thank you. Absolutely. Um, but he's at the end, he's like, bum, 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 goodbye. And I'm like, I forgot we used <laughs> to do that. <laughs> like literally forgot. Yeah. That this is how I even used to do that. We haven't done that in forever. So yeah. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just man. completely forgot. And and a lot of that was because we we totally forgot like we didn't have outros or intros yet or anything or nope. we were still trying to get them and doing stuff on mixer we were so disorganized early on <laughs> doing stuff on mixer that that was only for like Through the first dozen whatever. episodes whatever it was on mixer on xbox it was awesome <laughs> it was only for like the first dozen episodes still still it's on mixer on xbox it was great my God. You oh, and Hyven, so awkward. Right. <laughs> I miss those days. I mean, I'm still awkward, <laughs> but that's that's a whole other reason. I mean, that's that's a whole that's a whole different thing. Anyway, podcast info. Here we go. We I know how to do this. It's not been that long. We do encourage feedback. Uh, it can be sent to us on Twitter. You can always DM us at guardians underscore lore at hey it's orchid or at i underscore am underscore elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can send us a review wherever you can find the podcast. You can even come into our Discord. Uh, it's at discord.gg slash lorehub. There's also an invite in the description for this episode. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps. And you can also find our info on thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. 
And we are still there. Maybe. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, I, I think so. Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. know. Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> I had a long couple of weeks. I had a long week. I had heat stroke last week. Yeah. So that's why I wasn't here. <laughs> it was now, a bad week. Now, was so. it was it like full on heat stroke or was it heat exhaustion? Yes. It was full on heat stroke. Oh, I was really sick. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for taking over the podcast. I appreciate it. <laughs> I was very sick. Well, Rindle so. and I were very persuasive. Yeah, you were, I was like, I could do it. <laughs> and you guys were like, no, you cannot. You were bullies. <laughs> We bullied you into taking care of yourself. And then I went home and went to sleep. So, Which is good. Yeah, I slept a lot. It was great. <laughs> After a lot of ice and fluids. And it was a whole thing. Anyway, this week at Guardians of Lore, the Twoggle. It says 20 minutes max. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, there's been a lot of Twitter talk. Of people harassing devs again. Do we need to do this song and dance? Well, and I, I think where <laughs> this is coming from is the fact that there's been a like a noticeable lack of transparency. And that's because people harassed the devs because they were... They mentioned one thing that the community didn't like. And it boils down to the fact that they're people too like if you wouldn't want somebody harassing you like that then why are you doing it you know i mean true it's the amount of people who are like don't harass devs but make your game better maybe you deserve it maybe this maybe that like there's no but after that sentence like don't harass devs like i don't how would you like it if someone went to work and harassed you over your work they're like, your work is shit. Like, be better at your work. Like, that, don't. Just be a better human being. What I am going to say is, it's all right to have an opinion. It's all right. Like, try and look for ways to be constructive about it. Don't just go onto Twitter and whine or, you know, throw death threats at people. Like, it, it doesn't help the cause. All you're doing is just adding to somebody's block list it's kind of depressing like the number of people in the destiny community who are okay with this behavior and it i say this every single time this happens to be better human beings i don't know what else to say at this point actually yelling at people doesn't work and constructive criticism doesn't work and yeah like i don't i don't have the energy to block people i don't have the like there's no point in blocking people i know a lot of people like i'm just gonna block them i'm just gonna i'm gonna block them because they're toxic people i'm like okay you do you blocking them out of my life isn't gonna do anything for me i don't care if they see my content because like they're toxic people i don't give a shit denying them my words like who gives a shit i don't care yeah if, if that 
if denying them your words helps you good and and that is a fair way of looking at it like i was specifically looking at it from the fact that you don't see theirs yeah well i mean if you don't want to see their words just mute them and i go like honestly i go back through my mute my block list after a couple of months and i look and see the people and i unmute and unblock people because like a lot of times like i do stuff out of anger and i'm like okay well what's this person doing like do i even remember why i muted or blocked them that's fair so that's fair and and i mean i see people all that's like random ass people have blocked me on twitter like random people and i'm like why do, what the fuck did i do to you and i'm like oh yeah it's just because i stay i say stupid shit all the time i'm like i get it i know why people block me it's because i am me i get it <laughs> <laughs> it's fine it's i would block me too probably said to something about some gun that you didn't like uh it's yeah it was probably the worm gun thing <laughs> <laughs> probably like legitimately so many people blocked me over that which <laughs> so. like i played with the gun for like five minutes and then i was like i i'm done with this but yeah. I have a ton of friends who are, are trying to still make that a thing. And I'm like, sure, you guys go ahead. I'm just not going to use it. My problem with it now is that like Bungie makes a worm gun and then they make a really cute 12 inch worm plushie that's really adorable. I'm like, OK, now you're capitalizing on the fact that it's adorable, but you still have a gun that fires these really adorable plushies out of it. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Where are you going with this? You know, this thing is the weapon that fires these cute plushies, right? <laughs> okay. Keep going. I'm going to sit here with my popcorn and wait for you to put those two together. Right. You're not going to put them together, but I'm just going to sit here and wait for it for you to connect those dots. No one's going to say that I'm right, but I'm right. Guys are all trash monsters. Grr. Anyway. Mm. It's fine. I'm not mad. You're mad. Oh, my God. Solstice. I love Solstice and I hate Solstice at the same time. I know, right? <laughs> I love the armor. The armor is always so pretty every year. I was so excited when he opened up the twab and the armor is there. The tower looks so pretty. With the it grass. Does. Oh, it's so pretty it this does. year. I love it. Like it's 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 so gorgeous. There's just lush greenery all over the tower. It reminds me of the revelry. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's so nice. I love it. Okay, I do have to say the armor for the Titans. It's just a bird. <laughs> You've got a bird brain. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the the twab itself says the fun begins on july 19th so a couple of days ago from the point that this episode dropped um mm -hmm. expect new summer festival inspired decorations in the tower a major revamp to the solstice eaz activity and a brand new armor upgrading experience additionally we're debuting the first event card, a new way to engage with in our events. Mm. 
how do you feel about the event card? The event card feels like a gotcha. It feels like they're gotcha gaming Destiny. I was just thinking that too. And as someone who plays gotcha games, I'm a little wary of a gotcha game experience. So, I mean, this isn't like an actual gotcha game. Like gotcha games are really like loot. They're like very loot crate heavy experiences and very like you have to wait on timing in order to open those loot crates, be able to like go play more to like get more items to be able to open the loot crates. Do you see where I'm going with this? So um, this is you need to go play more things to get more what is it silver leaves yes to go play the bonfire bash to turn it into silver ash which i'm assuming it's because you're just burning the leaves of the silver tree whatever right okay you're burning the leaves into ash and then you earn kindling by completing event challenges but i think that's separate i don't know so the ash just is that like separate or is that like together is that just like bounties i no actually i think the kindling like the the event challenges are just like how iron banner challenges were mine are bugged right now so like every day it was like hey log in do three matches and you get a a challenge completion cool so i I think it's going to be something similar to that, where it's like, log uh-huh. in, do this thing, you get a completion. Interesting. The, the major problem that I have with the currencies, okay, and and this is purely just because of I've seen what they've done in the last two seasons. They're going to limit how many leaves we can get, or how many leaves we can have, and how many ashes we can have. So... It's going to be a whole loop of like, go play activities to get the leaves, go do the the bonfire thing, use them, and then go do more activities, bonfire, use the ashes, and it's going to be a constant loop of that. So if I want to just sit there and grind strikes or gambit or something, like, you can't. It's going to be, you know, oh, hey, I'm done with you know, four or five matches, I'm full on leaves. I need to go do the thing. And again, it, I'm speaking from experience of how they've done the last, you know, this season and last season. And I'm not a fan of that, that kind of loop. Like if I want to grind something and, and build up a stockpile of what I have, then why can't I? I mean, it, a lot of it is like, random numbers that they can hold and that's what like infuriates me the most it's like oh yeah we just picked this number just because like that's just why you can hold that many and i'm like are you kidding me they're like yeah that's actually why you can only hold that many it's just because that's just the number we picked (laughs) like "Ah." (laughs) cool neat and and, fun and watch it's it's okay it's going to be something like you earn 400 leaves per activity and you got a max of 2,000. Mm. 
Yeah. Then they're like, oh, we actually like way like undersold that. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll raise it next week, but we can't upgrade it, you know, until yeah. the next week. But because it's an event, it can't be done until a Friday because events are Friday updates and not Tuesday updates. So like it'll end up being a week and a half before it's actually changed. And then it's. Or it'll change on a, on a Friday and, and not and not on a Tuesday. It'll be it'll be something crazy. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. You know, the armor with the white glows look neat because you always want to like work on your armor until you can get the white glow. Yeah, that's the whole point of solstice. But like the one thing I'm really nervous about is the dev who wrote this saying, you know, we've removed those pesky objectives from the armor and streamlined the upgrade process for all classes. And when they say shit like that, I get real nervous because I'm like, my guy, that is not it. <laughs> I know you're trying to do something new, but don't reinvent the wheel every single year. When you have something that works and people enjoy it, just don't. Just Leave it the way it was, please. We can't. This, well, this community has proven one thing that we cannot handle too much change in one year because everyone loses their mind. Well, and, and that was also what we so, saw with, with festival. Like it used yeah. to be fine. And then they added the, the extra keys at the end. Yep. And you could only hold X amount of those keys. You could only hold five. Yeah. So no one engaged with it because you could only do five. I'm worried about the events. I'm just worried that they made it too complicated. And, and like, it might not be as complicated once we actually get into it. I'm worried that it's way too complicated. Because, like, we've seen with the way that they do weapons upgrades that it was way too complicated. We've seen with with doing the loom, which just yeah. sounds a lot like the loom that um, yeah. that was way too complicated. And then they had to make it a lot easier and they had to make um, weapons upgrades a lot easier because they made both things way too complicated. Well, and, and the sad thing is they didn't even make the loom easier. All they did was get rid of no. the, the base introductory currency. Yeah, because it was dumb. Who needs it? Yeah. So I now you can just go buy the thing and like hold a bunch instead of just doing one at a time. You can just hold like. Now it's how it should have been. There's still an unneeded step there, but I'm I'm that's me nitpicking. <sighs> it is, but. Like, I don't think you should have to go back to the loom. And see Ada, but you've always had to go back and see Ada to do anything. So uh, again, like I said, that that's me nitpicking. It's the same. It's like, God forbid you don't go back and see Ada to you know put your fucking shiny bullshit like to go get your key before you went to the forge or to go like put your loom shit in the loom to get your whatever. Like it's the same thing. Yeah, you know. Ada needs to feel love. Ada needs love too, okay? Oh, and I'd give her a ton of love, but I mean... <laughs> she just needs to be visited once in a while. <laughs> they spent so much time putting Ada back in the tower that we need to go visit her once in a while so we use the space. <laughs> if not, we can just use our phones to download things. We'd never go see her. 
one and <laughs> because I would never go to the tower again if I didn't have to. I would just do everything for my phone in orbit. Lol. Part of the issue for me is that they they downplayed her character, like they. I know her lore book was hot garbage. <laughs> it makes me so mad. She just Ada deserves better. Well, because like she's got this amazing tragic backstory, and I know you know she's God. she's all about crafting weapons and then we get weapon crafting and she's not involved at all you know what fashion is okay in the end but like i need like a battle elsa outfit <laughs> battle elsa that's what i called like my stasis outfits my battle elsa outfit shut up <laughs> <laughs> oh. i would be quiet now okay so um i think we've beaten solstice into the ground uh we finished the story i finally finished the story i finished it today <laughs> because i put it off because <laughs> that's how much destiny i've been playing so um what other games have you been playing if any how are you a lot of pokemon oh yeah pokemon is the new one out yet yeah it comes out in november uh, um, when does it come out I think it's like November 21st. Mm, okay. But no, like I've... I will buy it for myself. I've been playing various Pokemon games. Nice. And, and that's just because like I'm trying to create a... Like I have a basic living dex and I'm trying to expand on it to cover all different forms, gender differences, shinies, etc. Like... Ooh. I, I decided... I was going to clean up my Pokemon home, got rid of like 1,800 Pokemon that I just did not need. Ooh. And so now I have all this room and I'm like, all right, let's fill it back up. So that's what I've been doing. Cool. That and playing a game called Grounded um, with my girlfriend. Neat. Think um, a survival game, but for like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. What? So, like, you're a kid who got shrunk down in somebody's backyard and you're trying to grow, but you know, again. So, like, you're fighting spiders and, and ladybugs and ants and, like, it's a cool game. Interesting. Yeah. But, like, it's it's got all kinds of different survival aspects of it. So, like, you're actually fighting the bugs with weapons and. You can build a base. That's cool. You can, you know, upgrade abilities, that kind of thing. Neat. What about you? What have you been up to? Uh, playing Osu and um, working a lot because work. I'm always working a lot. Um, playing League of Legends because I do play that game. <laughs> And sleeping sometimes. Sometimes. That's about it. Yes. Sometimes. Yes. Like. That's about it. How much sleep are we talking? Are are we going to have to talk after, after recording? No, I've been sleeping an acceptable amount of time. Okay. That humans sleep. Okay. Good. It's sometimes. God 
Damn it, Orchid. And I touched grass the other day. Yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, like, it's, yeah. I did human things. You, you were getting back to your roots? Yeah. Mm-hmm. People forget that I did a lot of, like, grass seed production in college. <laughs> Got back to my roots and touched grass. <laughs> Unintentionally touched grass. <laughs> my lab has been 95 degrees inside and it's been colder outside than inside so i've been like spending time outside because i've had to i I can't blame you for that like the air conditioning is broken so (laughs) i've been finding any reason to not be inside lately i yeah i i would i'm like yes i need to go outside things i would feel the same way (laughs) yeah it's been nice being outside like trust it's been like very lovely being outside enjoying the the wildlife oh and and Mm -hmm. see here it's been very stormy oh yeah no we don't have rain in the summertime yeah it's always like sunny like perfectly sunny every day like all summer and and like for virginia it's it it's usually like oh hey if it's raining just wait 30 minutes It'll stop. Uh, but like, yes, lately it hasn't been that way. Like it's actually been storming and raining for quite a while. So like, oh, it's, it's well, I mean, weird. That's good. You need the rain question mark. I guess. But yeah, I, I just. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I like I punished myself a lot. And I uh, played a lot of Iron Banner. I just cannot. I did played so much Iron Banner, and I my account is bugged. There's a bug right now where you're stuck at three out of four for your challenges, oh. and it doesn't matter what character you're on because <laughs> I'm pulling out my other characters because <laughs> I wanted to finish Iron Lord, so. <laughs> I'm like, I need to play my other characters. God damn it. So I was like pulling my hunter out and I was like, oh, my challenges are stuck. So. Neat. That sucks. It doesn't. Yeah. And apparently it's like a known bug because I went on the budgie forums and apparently a bunch of people have this bug. It's not just me. So I'm like, OK, well, I won't be able to get it this season. But like I th- I'm having a better time in rifts lately this time that i was last time um they put up the mercy rules so after three if you get to a three zero it it mercies you and it's a lot better so and and it's good that's good it's just it's Mm -hmm. it's left such a bad taste in my mouth already that i just i don't want to do it And, and like i haven't been having fun with pvp yeah and and even Gambit. So, like, I just, I haven't been touching those game modes at all. The nice thing is, like, I've, I've been actually taking a little bit of a break from Destiny, which oh. it, it's it's been healthy. But now the problem is, like, getting the motivation to go back in and actually do a grind or two. And I'm, I, I just don't have the motivation. Because <laughs> I'm, mm. yeah. Well, because like I, I sit there and I'm like, okay, so 
I can spend three hours and probably not get the thing, or I can spend three hours breeding Pokemon and get exactly the like two copies of the one I want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've not I'm not even at level hundred yet this season. Like that's how little I've been playing, and I'm okay with it. And I've been like I enjoyed the story. The story was really good. I Oh yeah. The story was I amazing. wasn't as into Keitel's part as I was the rest of it. Yeah. Um but that's just because I'm like so kind of over Keitel's story. Like a very over Keitel story. I'm glad that they had this. It was the story was tragic and beautiful and had like a good ending and I'm glad they wrote it. Yeah. And a nice ending. And the gameplay was fun. I really enjoyed it. I liked finding all of the bobbleheads. I think that was my favorite part. <laughs> we're finding the uh, bobbleheads are so cute. We're finding the automatons. Oh, the automatons like Callus's automatons and like the, his little side stories are bonkers. Right. Like <laughs> the shit he said like through his automatons like within the stories like i'm sitting there going like we're inside of him this is, this is fucking crazy right <laughs> like we're walking in his body and he's oh my god like the oh my okay we'll talk about that when we talk about lore but oh my god like we could do an entire episode on the automaton themselves exactly <laughs> like it's <laughs> It's cuckoo bananas. <laughs> cuckoo bananas. <laughs> what? Cuckoo bananas. I'm gonna just go to the lore network ad cuckoo bananas. Your cuckoo bananas. Duh. <laughs> the lore network. Even in the darkest of places, the light will always find a way through. If you're like me, then perhaps you're looking for a more in-depth conversation about Destiny lore. Welcome back, Guardians. My name is Samlab, and I craft bite-sized cinematic lore videos. So join me each week as I journey through some of Destiny's greatest mysteries. You can find me on youtube.com forward slash Samlab. Stay safe and Godspeed. So that ad wasn't Cuckoo Bananas. <laughs> cuckoo Bananas. <laughs> Here's a brief intro to the topic. This is not Cuckoo Bananas. This is a lore book that supplements the weekly seasonal story. Because of this, we'll be covering the seasonal story as well. Each entry is unlocked by listening to the radio after each weekly quest. For the first half of the book, go back and listen to the episode 148. That was last week. Rindle helped. He was so good. Thank you so much, Rindle. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yep. Say say thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. You're very good. Thank you. <laughs> you guys did such a good job last week. No, okay, I can I say something about last week? Amanda stupid bitch like i am not, um, uh, i agree okay 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 
because I wasn't here. We have to talk about that before you get to <laughs> the week five. The, uh, okay. So <laughs> breathe. Use your words. Uh, so mad. Amanda makes me so mad. Use your words. She's such a bitch. Well, yeah. Oh, my God. So you guys were talking during your reading three that um, that Crow and Amanda, um, you didn't know if they'd been getting flirty or not. So he and Amanda had been kind of getting flirty together um, in previous readings and such. Okay. Before. So they had been... I don't, I can't, I don't know them off the top of my head, but it had been mentioned in like prior readings. And I almost want to say it wasn't a web lore, but it was like previous readings that they had been like kind of flirty with each other. And they'd been like subtextually, like very kind of like, oh, like you want to be my friend? Like more than friends. Okay. You know, like more than friends. Well, because like I, I knew that they friends, but like more than friends. Right. Because like I knew yeah. that they had some interaction back in season of the chosen when they were talking uh-huh. about the elixni and and like they were on opposite ends or opposite sides of that argument. So like it uh-huh. it didn't seem like it was completely one hundred percent on each other's side. Mm-hmm. So I I I was and I. I missed or must have missed a bunch of other entries about those two together. So like, I- it was just like a subtext stuff. Okay. Of them. Like they went out to get a drink together and they've like been mentioned together a lot and like other readings. And so because they'd been seen together a lot, like the subtext had been like, they were, They'd been becoming friends and that because they'd been seen together a lot, like, oh, is it like a will they, won't they kind of thing? And so, like, I don't know if it was like a relationship kind of thing, because I don't know if Crow was like ready for that kind of relationship. But but the thing is, like, from the outside looking in, people are like, oh, hey, relationship, because people like pairing people like pairing people. off. Yeah. 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 So, um, so even if they're like friends, like good friends, you know, they can still just be friends. Right. But Amanda, like my point with Amanda is that like, she has been with guardians since she was small. Like she walked like with her parents to the last city. Like that's on the colony. Um, I think that's on colony, isn't it? I think think so or um it's on uh, one of the older exotic it's weapons. on one of the it's on uh chaperone i think it's on chaperone i'm just like trying to remember this i'm not actually looking it up but um i know that she like walked to the last city with her parents and the last city is in like south america she walked a very long way with her parents like a very very long way from North America. And if she walked that far and her parents like essentially died on the way and then lived there since she was a small child, she's lived with guardians her entire life. This is like the point I'm trying to make. 
she knows how guardians work. Yeah. And she knows that he wouldn't have had his memories. And so regardless if he had his mask on or not, his mask didn't really cover his face. Like did not do a very good job. And I, and if she sat close enough to him, if she was a good enough friend of his, I think she would have found it in herself to forgive him and listen. I think part of the issue is that she is a dumb cunt. Yeah. Well, so so she looked up to Cade and it might have been that she was starting to get close to Pro, not knowing that he is the guardian who took over Aldrin Sav's body. So that initial gut reaction of finding out was, oh, I'm get getting chummy with Cade's killer. Right. And it, it's a knee-jerk reaction, but it's hard to stave off that initial emotion. At the same time, like, she's no better than every single other guardian that beat the shit out of him. Like, viscerally beat the shit out of him. And you guys talked about that and, like, hit on it very well last week. It, yeah. That there are, like very disgusting very visceral lore entries of like how he got the shit beaten out of him that they like hit upon pun absolutely intended and like she just decides that she's just gonna be like what that she needs him to tell her bitch like you don't get to demand that he tell you sorry you're not entitled to that yeah. You're not entitled to him divulging like his deepest, like most difficult thing to divulge to you. You're not entitled to anything. That's his to tell you. Especially with the fact that he was still trying to process. Like he was still trying to deal with it. Yeah. He just finds out it's like the most traumatic thing he's ever found out. He's still trying to process it. He's like two people that's become one person now. And you know how memory works and it's like now all fucked up in him and you're like oh like you you've known your older and soft like go fuck yourself like bitch please well and and like you go fuck yourself well and and the thing that that doesn't initially come to mind is the fact that he's he's trying to reconcile it and you know as well as i do that he's he's looking back at the memories of Aldrin and going that's why people were acting the way they were towards me. Yeah. And not only that, but he doesn't, he actively does not want to be that way. And he's proven that time and again. He's said it. He's proven it by actions. He's. Yeah. yeah. But he's by words, by actions, by deeds, by like everything. He's proven he does not want to be that. He wants to be a good, better person. And she actively just like. Is it Amanda? Well, and and making it real hard for me to like you. Part of that, I'm wondering, I'm wondering how much of what he does is actually seen by Amanda. I don't honestly. If she was a good friend, she would give him the benefit of the doubt. I agree. I agree. But I'm I'm in this particular instance because. She's being real judgy McJudger pants at the moment. Well, and, and because 
he has done nothing but proven he is a good person to her. And if he says, I am not older and soft to her and proven that he's not, but she's just like runs off to Mithrax and is like, how do you forgive Saint for massacring your people? Essentially. Oh, and, and that portion, like and Mithrax is like, and he's like, Oh, do, do you mean, how are you supposed to forgive your boyfriend for killing your friend, but they aren't even the same person. And you're just mad that he remembers it has memories. It's not even the same thing. <laughs> it's literally not even the same thing. Like you just compared like oranges and horses, like not even the same thing. It just, ah! she's so oranges and horses. Yeah. They're not even the same thing. Like one's a fruit and one's a mammal. It's not even the same. You're not wrong. I know I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. I know. And that's kind of what bothers me. I know. I'm a scientist. Did, did you tree search it? <laughs> I tree searched the shit out of that. <laughs> Neither of them are trees. God. <laughs> Nailed it. Anyway. But yeah, I had to say it because I'm just like, mm, you dumb bitch. No, I, and I I agree. Like, but I'm I'm also trying to to play devil's advocate of like, okay, maybe there's more to it than just she's being a bitch. No, this was written by somebody who is trying to either a like finesse it in a certain way to be like oh i'm being clever and like we're just setting up the story later for them to like will they won't they and then to have like a getting back together thing but they just did a bad job of it or it's just somebody who like doesn't know how to do friendships well so and i'm assuming it's a will they won't they part of the Part of the issue that I've I've seen with how they've developed characters in the last year, last year and a half, have been that they've they've taken characters to an extreme and then they've tried walking them back. Uh, we saw that with Saladin. We see that currently with Amanda at how she's acting towards Crow. Anywho, uh, are we ready for me to get started? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, week five. Knock it out of the park, question mark? Oh, hey, that rhymed. <laughs> Not even mad about it. Lol. Anyway, uh, so for week five, we headed into the Leviathan to help Keitel with her nightmare. But she fails to cleanse the nightmare of Gaul, her mentor. And the actual lore entry is five regrets. Your regrets will follow you, Empress. The words grate on Keitel like sand beneath her armor. The vanguard could keep their wretched hive witchcraft. She had sworn to defeat the Nightmare of Gaul in single combat and cremate his memory on the pyre of victory. That choice had become yet another regret. 
a gravelly voice cuts across the room. You called for me. Kylo turns to see Saladin Forge step onto the bridge of her flagship. Her honor guard salutes him and steps aside, making way for his approach as she greets him with a nod. What are your thoughts on Eris Morn? Kylo asks him. Saladin raises an eyebrow. She's endured horrors I can scarcely imagine. And she survived. She clawed her way out of that dark pit and back to the tower. And what do you think about her use of hive sorcery? Kaido seethes. Many initially distrusted her for it. But were it not for her expertise, the last city would have fallen to the hive long ago. Saladin replies, that justifies consorting with such foul power? At first, Saladin says nothing. Instead, he turns his eyes to the viewport, to the Cabal fleet, arrayed in a blockade surrounding the Leviathan. None opposed allying with your empire more than I did. His voice is measured, almost introspective. I hated the Cabal. Now, I serve on your war council. His eyes meet hers once again. Your soldiers wield the same weapons that slaughtered guardians in the Red War. But that does not make you my enemy. Nor does Hive Magic make Eris yours. Kaido glances at her honor guard. When Saladin first joined her war council, her soldiers regarded him with equal parts suspicion and contempt. Now, they show him the deference and respect befitting the title of Valis. Gaul would have never condoned it. But she is not Gaul, and that is something she does not regret. Open a channel to the helm, she orders. I have matters to discuss with the vanguard. Oh, you do really right? good. Um, I have to say your Saladin is really good. It really gets the throat, though. Like, uh, I bet it does. Yeah, but it's really good. <laughs> I had to say something. I appreciate it. <laughs> Stop doing it. If it hurts your throat. Jesus. I got some water. I'm oh, okay. Okay, good. <laughs> so I knew that Gaul was going to be the third spirit in this when this week came up. The third nightmare. Yeah. Well, okay. and like he was shown in the very introduction of the season. Exactly. So there was only like so many people that he was going to be the nightmare for. So we could really just pare that down to like one person. Because it wasn't going to be our nightmare. We're like, we already defeated him. Woohoo. Right. Right. It wasn't mm-hmm. going to be us again. I mean, like, I guess maybe, but there's so many people that didn't play the Red War at this point. And, like, could he really be, like, our nightmare again? Jesus wept. Well, and, and at, at that point, like, we've already conquered whatever feelings we yeah. had about Gaul and, and all the other enemies that 
we actually had nightmares of mm-hmm. in Shadow mm-hmm. Keep. Yeah, yeah. So like we've already conquered those emotions. We've yeah. dealt with them. So he wasn't going to be our nightmare because we have no feelings about him at all. I really all. have no feelings about him or Keitel or anything that she was really going through. <laughs> However, there is, yeah, Keitel is the one who actually had emotions tied to She Gaul. really was. And I think it was more of like a broken hero because yeah. when you see your hero taken down or seen in someone else's eyes... And you're like, wow, like my hero was kind of an asshole. Like your hero came and is less of a hero and more of like he destroyed like someone's entire civilization. But you see it from their eyes. And so you're like, maybe he wasn't as much of a hero. Maybe he's kind of a dick. And that was the thing. Like he was a hero to her because, you know, he was her mentor. And then she got to be chummy with the vanguard and got to see the fallout of gall and and everything for the cabal and i feel like this is literally the the tying the last ends the last potential ends for the red wolf yeah it really does and Keitel makes a really good point because she says, what are your thoughts on Eris Morn and her use of Hive sorcery? Because she's like, well, this is bullshit. Eris uses, you know, Hive magic. And Hive magic is really evil. And, like, you don't trust Eris, right? Like, she uses this bullshit. Right. And Saladin's like, well, we trust Eris because Eris has proven herself. And she's trustworthy to us. Right. You know. Like she's she's proven herself and yeah. she's been a a huge help, especially with stuff yeah. recently. Exactly. If she was gonna go dark, it would have been before we defeated right. Savathun or you know mm-hmm. it, Yeah. I, I just Exactly. That and like but especially the that justifies consorting with such foul power. And like it doesn't justify consorting with it. Like, it's so... That's so rough. You're using... Uh, wow. <laughs> Just, it, it, I'm blown well, away, like, that he's like, you know, it just... No, it doesn't, I guess. But, you know, I'm just going to throw back in your face that no one opposed allying with you more than I did. And now I serve in your war council. I'm, but he's like, oh, but I tricked myself into doing it because I didn't want Crow to die. <laughs> so I'm here right. against my will, but I'm here. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> You're an absent father, but I was still there. Exactly. Exactly. He's like, I hated the cabal. Now I serve on your war council. I'm like, yeah, you serve on the war council, but you did it because your son was going to get murdered, essentially, because he killed one of her, like, you know, lesser beings, scions that are technically slaves to them. Yep. So you kill. Okay, so Crow killed one of her slaves slave races and she got mad about it and she was gonna kill crow 
a life for one of her slaves. And so he stepped in and enslaved himself to her for life. And then he uses that as like justifying for hive power to Keitel and this. Oh, man. Right. Okay. Cool. That's neat. All right. That's where we're going with this. Okay. Lore. Like, I'm. Mm. This is why I don't like the cabal. Except for Callus. He's easy. You know why? Because he just wants to like roll around in sweetmeats and gold and like does not give a fuck about anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, part of the problem is that the cabal still see light and dark as two opposites that should not ever meet. Except in clashes. Right, but that's not how it works. Right. Like, Guardians have learned to, that they're just tools. Right. It's it's the meaning behind it, the intent. Mm-hmm. The Cabal are still very simplistic in that thought. Like, they might have gotten all right with, with thinking about, you know, stasis right. being used. But stasis is different than hive magic right. to them. So I, I just, I see where they're coming from. But I don't agree right. with it. I just wish um, there was. I don't know. I don't know what I wish. I just mm, it's a little frustrating. The yeah. cabal are frustrating. I should say. You know, just a bit. Just a little bit. Just a bit. Should I read the next one? <laughs> Absolutely. This is week six. We head into the Leviathan to successfully cleanse the Nightmare of Gaul. I just played this today. That's right. It was today that I did this. (laughs) Two weeks after it came out. Because that's how caught up I am on the game. It's fine. It's great. Six. Propaganda. Recorded transmission. Via HDN Splice 332410205. Signal origin unknown. Signal terminus. Wideband open channel. From the auspice of Callus. Deposed Cabal Emperor. My loyal subjects. The Guardians believe they have defeated your glorious Emperor. How foolish. They look at the bodies left in their wake and assume victory at the blood and oil that runs from the battlefields they have ravaged and assume the territory conquered. They are like the old cabal sweeping over planets with no mind to the subjects that resist them. But I am not so cruel. The worlds I have brought into our fold were showered in riches given everything for their service as Cabal. As you are now. As you will be each time you serve me. Some of you were born here. You are young, blessed by my hand with the life of celebrated battle and luxurious feasting. You fight with the veracity of veteran gladiators. You fight for your home 
our home. I swell to call you my children. Others came to me from my traitorous daughter, who calls herself Empress even while I still draw breath. Such arrogance. Such disrespect. You've seen her tuskless plans fail Torabottle. You've watched her cast aside cabal tradition to bow to the city and their light. She fights alongside the very soldiers who slaughter your brethren, while I bend them to my will. Who is the true leader? The answer is clear. If only she had followed me as you do. Finally, exalted most of all, you elite few who have stood with their emperor from the beginning, who grew fat with strength and exile. We are blood. As you have shed for me, I will shed for you. My flesh, my riches, my goblets of royal wine, they are yours. You are honored above all. And when our new cabal stands before eternity, you will be among the first. I have heard the rumors whispered between you, my subjects. Rumors fed to you by our enemies. Your hope that I have not been vanquished is well placed, for I am so very much alive. You fear that we are defeated, but nothing could be further from the truth. You wonder if I am a spirit, if I have become something beyond Cabal, if I have ascended like Acreus did when he cradled the sun in his grasp. Allow me to soothe your curiosity. Yes, I have become all you have imagined, and so much more. The Guardians believe they hold victory, but soon they will see the truth they have ignored with such determination. This road is long, but it only has one end. They served to set my plans solidly in the foundations of the universe. Their petty attacks, while tragic in their costs to my dear crew, cannot halt our purpose. So, my soldiers, I leave you this task. Hold the Leviathan. Show no quarter to those who would walk the halls of your home as invaders. It is your final task before you may be uplifted to sit beside me at the end. I do not promise that every cabal standing on the Leviathan will survive this journey, but under my loving watch, you will live and die in nothing less than greatness. What more can a warrior desire but an exciting life and a good death? Have I not given you both? From the mouth of Amsot, high scribe to the unbound emperor, Callus, who none can contain. Rejoice! Praise Callus who ascends, for he keeps you in his mind, and there you will never die. My God. Mm. We haven't seen Amsot in a real long time. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember the last time we actually did 
here. Of Did AMSOT. we see Amsot in uh, went in? Um, <clears throat> we we did hear about Amsot in. Uh, I was gonna say in. Yeah, Presage. I was gonna say in presses. Should we see Amsot? Did we see Amsot in um in my favorite fan fiction? Uh, I believe Amsot was one of the scribes in Chronicon. No, actually, we only actually have two entries of Amsot. One of them is the very first visit to Presage, like the oh. actual mission. Mm-hmm. And then the next time that we actually saw Amsot was in entry six of Captain's oh. Log. Interesting. A crowd has gathered to stand with me, their emperor, soon to be so much more. Amsot spread word of my arrival and they clamored to be first in my presence in the viewing chamber. Interesting. So it, it's just a scion that's in the background. Mm-hmm. But, like, Callus is just laying it on thick. Holy yeah, crap. Is. This is really reminiscent of um, when he's done other kind of big speeches he did a big speech like this in uh captain's log um and he did a big speech like this in chronicon i believe he is all about big speeches he loves the fanfare of it all he loves the sound of his own voice like i i think he does love the sound of his own voice (laughs) Like, we know why he made so many automatons of it's himself. It's because he loved to watch himself get exactly. into various... What was the quote? He loved to watch himself get into various uh, poses. Compromising, Compromising positions. Compromising positions. Yeah, that's right. Fuck me. <laughs> no, that that was callous. That, yeah. that was callous' doing. Um, but no, I, it's just callous... Lies likes to lay it on thick. The one thing I wanted to point out is how he's spoken ab- about guardians in this. Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, the the guardian used to be his favorite person to talk about. Like there was all kinds of fan fiction about us. Yeah, we are his favorite in Chronicon. We were his favorite that we were gonna that. At the end of Chronicon. the shadows and... That he was going to kill... We were going to die next to him. He was going to kill us. And then he was going to kill himself at the end of the universe or something. Yeah. I think is how Chronicon ends. He wasn't going to be the final shape, but he was going to see the final shape. And Mm -hmm. we were there with him. Yeah. He wanted to share it with us, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. But to hear him talk about Guardians here, like, and part of it is is because of of Keitel working with the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, others came to me from my traitorous daughter, who calls herself Empress even while I still draw breath. Such arrogance, such disrespect. Uh, you've seen her tuskless plans fail Torvald. You've watched her cast aside Cabal tradition to bow to the city and their light. She fights alongside the very soldiers who slaughter your brethren while I bend them to my will. He views us as just playthings. 
Yeah. And he has a, a strong distaste for his daughter because, well, she's bowing to the Guardians. Well, he's always viewed us as amusements. Yeah. I mean, think of the season of Opulence where we were literally amusements and like the final uh, boss fight is in a theater. Right. Like we were amusement. We were literally an amusement. (laughs) But there's a difference between amusement and like us being entertainment. Yeah, that's true. Him being, no, these are my toys. You know, I bend them to my will. Like, there's a difference between just that, that, oh, yeah, I offer them things and they go do it. And the other end being, oh, yeah, whenever I want something, I just, I, I make them do it. So I, I don't know how I feel about Callus now. Like, I, I, he was all right up until here. And now it's like, I, I know he's playing to his audience. But I'm I, I I don't think I'm a fan of him. He's always viewed us as separate from Guardians. And that is that like, is true. With it, within his insanity, he's always viewed us as separate. Like we've always been the special when it's come to Guardians themselves. And he's, I remember when we did Chronicon, um, there's like a list of maybe 10 Guardians and like people within Guardians, like Ikora and um, Zavala and a couple of other people that are kind of within like kind of the special, but he had like, it's very specific. This is how people are going to die. (laughs) Like a death list. It's very bizarre. But I kind of want to like right. revisit Chronicon now. <laughs> and and the other thing to to keep in mind is that all of this is coming from yeah. Amsat. Not Callus specifically, but Amsat. Well, it always does because he never um he right. never writes he never any s- of his own stuff. Yep. He always has a scribe do it. So you can never trust anything he writes because it's always going to be somebody else. Right. It, yeah. Essentially, it's it's telephone, but via the written word. Mm-hmm. Because they always kind of edit it a little bit. I remember, yeah. especially in Chronicon, they always, like, embellished oh God, yeah. a lot. A lot. Uh, yeah, they always embellished it to make him look good. Because they had to. And if they didn't embellish and they were truthful, they got offed and then replaced with somebody else. Yep. So. And we found out later it was because Callus was in his like weird little flesh prison. And that's why he has the automatons. Because he couldn't walk around. That was in Captain's Log. Yeah. God, Callus is fucking wild. Do you want to read the last one? Absolutely. Okay. So this is week seven. We head into the Leviathan with Zavala, Crow, Keitel, and Eris to confront Callus. And the actual lore entry is titled Seven Legacy. 
Callus sees her as he remembers her. Young and precocious, energetic and ambitious, a mind full of dreams larger than his own. Her intensity intimidates him. She imagines accomplishments he dares not entertain for fear of failure. The nightmare knows this fear. Its adolescent eyes meet his and bore into his soul, laying all his embarrassments bare. It sees him for what he is, a deposed ruler, entombed alive in a golden sarcophagus, and left to rot in exile, replaced by one more beloved than he. Always seeking the adoration of others, seethes the nightmare wearing his daughter's face, even from the witness. Silence, Callus grumbles. He instinctively reaches for his chalice, but it has long since left his side. It will abandon you, just like the Cabal, just like the ghost Primus. The nightmare of Kyle smiles, sweet and crimson and full of hatred. Just like your daughter. I said be silent. Callus sputters. His daughter's laugh is a knife between his ribs, as it always has been. No one hears your edicts. No one obeys. Her voice fills his chamber and seeps into every crevice of his mind. She is Empress now. You are nothing. I made her, he bellows. I, Callus, the greatest emperor since Acrius. All that comes before me is a prelude. All that follows is my legacy. I am the sun itself. A dying sun for a dead world. A legacy of ashes, soon to be swept away by the wind that is Keitel. She will never surpass me, he roars. She already has, the nightmare sings, and soon you will be forgotten. Callus's withered face contorts in anguish and angst. The nightmare is wrong, he thinks. Kaido will never be a greater leader. He will make sure of it, even if all that exists must pay the price. I mean, like, yeah, but we know <laughs> that that that's that's wrong. What's wrong we about played it? The, we played the end because Kaido became a better leader. Well, yeah. Yeah. But at this point, like, I I have this feeling that Callus doesn't quite care. That's true. And it's all through his own perception. Uh, so, yeah. So, like, in his eyes, he's a better leader than Keitel. Mm. In his eyes he's going to be that better leader or he's going to end all existence so that he's the last one left. And like, honestly, 
the the whole like Chronicon prophecy bit could mm-hmm. still very well be coming true. Like he's we did find out, um, spoiler alert, he's working with the witness. Right. He becomes um he becomes one of the witnesses dudes. Disciples. Right, dudes. <laughs> yeah, he comes becomes one of the dudes for the witness. One of the dudes. Yep. One of the witness dudes. Yep. Um Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh your opinion, man. So yeah, Callus becomes one of the witness dudes, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. God, I'm gonna use that now. A witness dude. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me, you know? Uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, duder or uh, you know El Duderino. If you're not into the whole brevity thing. Oh man. So yeah, Rolk is this witness dude. He becomes a bro. A dude bro for the witness. He becomes the the witness's bro. Yeah. Does his chores. Anyway. Does that mean he gets a onesie like Rolk has and like a big tall hat? But he's like really fat and like out of shape. So it just looks like bad pajamas. (laughs) Like, do they have a uniform? Is it like a weird bellhop uniform like Rolk has? See... I'm still thinking of the onesie, but like with a butt flap. Yeah, it's like a weird bellhop, like butt flap onesie that like <laughs> that Rolk wears. But Rolk oh. is daddy. And so like, oh, but Callus is also daddy. Oh, God, it's a daddy. Compliment. So the witness is just collecting daddies. Yeah, it's a daddy stable. No, I'm I'm. No, I'm not. I'm not. He, it's Dream Daddy, but it's the witness. Oh God! <laughs> He's just collecting daddies. Anyway, um, I solved it. Destiny two solved. Yep. Witness just wants a daddy. Nailed it. Um. So. Okay. So. At the end, like at the end, end. Like, once we defeat uh, Callus, which was, like, a fun little boss fight. I actually really enjoyed it. I love seeing, like, Voidhead Callus. I love that. Right? <laughs> Voidhead Callus is great. I'm like, oh, I'm glad they used it. <laughs> we. I kept yelling in, in party chat that I need to get my cold heart out. Oh, my God. Right? Thank you. I'm glad you're not the only one that used cold heart in there. <laughs> we also use cold heart in there. <laughs> Coldheart is the play, <laughs> right? <laughs> I told one of my friends, I'm like, you totally use Coldheart in there. And they're like, why would you use Coldheart in there? I'm like, you clearly did not play this game when Coldheart came out. Because <laughs> you use Coldheart in there. Coldheart was OP in the void room. Yeah. They apparently didn't play Leviathan enough. Wow. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but no, I, I I agree. The the mission itself was fun. The mission was cool. Um I did like the whole ending, like seeing all of the people I guess like at the very end kind of like disappear. I loved Crow's little 
like half smile or I guess Aldrin's little half smile. Yeah. And his like at the very end, him being like, well, I can do like one thing to save you or something or and then like, I don't know what he did, but like hearing Aldrin say that he can do one thing to save us or help or whatever. I was like, oh, like do that again. Right. Come back. Come back and help us. That like made my heart melt. But his little like half smile and then like the thing that like broke me was Zavala like seeing his wife disappear and then like kneeling on the floor. Yeah. That like made me really sad. That was rough. I know. And and like that makes me wonder how much those those force ghost nightmares took a toll. Yeah. Because, like, Zavala just collapses. I think he collapses, like, under just the the sadness of his wife leaving. And, like, he was standing there crying. Like, you could see the tears, like, running down his face. And, like, realizing he wouldn't be able to see her again. And, like, I don't know if he had gone in the helm, like, since, like, we had seen his wife. Like, she's just hanging out for weeks. I don't know if he had gone in there to see her or had spent time with her or whatever. But I think he knew that he wouldn't be able to see her again and knew that that was it. So he had these, like, little moments with her and then knew he wouldn't be able to see her again. And so he was, like, losing her all over again. That's really sad. And, and, but at least... That's heart-wrenching. And he did it all for, like, what? Keitel and her dumb dad? Right. Like, Keitel, I could not give a fuck about your story. I am sorry. Like, you're big mad because your dad killed your dog when you were younger? My God. I think... I'm sorry your dad is shitty. We all have shitty parents. Our dads are all fucking terrible. Get over yourself. I do not care. Like, I don't at this point. (laughs) I'm I'm wondering how much of that was the fact of, like... I'm exhausted on the cabal. They... Well, so, like, they needed another character. Oh, my God. Eris is there and has six... We Toland could have come back. Ex- except that we cleansed her nightmares. Of Toland? We cleansed the nightmares of her entire fire team. Like, there are so many other people. Like, we could have had Mark in, like, somebody of them. We could have had a random other person. We could have actually had Ikora and Cade. Oh. Instead of relegating it to a freaking, like, lore book. That would have been so much more powerful in-game. That would have wrecked everybody. Oh, absolutely. Especially if it was, like, hidden who her nightmare was. Yeah. Like, if they just saw a nightmare start forming behind Ikora and then cut away before it actually got full shape... Yeah, And then we got to that week where we were, you know, working on Ikora's nightmare. Mm-hmm. And we get met with Cade 
Yeah. Oh, that would have fucked everybody up. Yeah. And they didn't have that lore book and it was like totally locked down and no one knew what it was. Or that lore book was something else instead. Oh, man. It's just they could have done like different things with it. And I'm not criticizing them for like doubling down or tripling down on Kyle because they invented this new character and they're doing a lot of things and like giving her so many story things and they're really fleshing out the cabal and that's really awesome and i like the cabal i really do but i mean you have the option of giving us like mithrax's nightmare Ooh! like we could have had a mithrax nightmare that would have been super cool that would have like who would that have been saint 14 well you could have you could have done that like I mean, you kind of cleansed that already a couple seasons ago in Splicer. Yeah. But you could have still had that, like, dichotomy. You could have still, like, had that. I mean, there there are a lot of different things that you could have done. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's plenty that still could have been done. And, and like, like you said, you know, no hatred on them choosing Keitel. But there, there are other routes that they could have gone that would have been just as impactful, if not more impactful. Because me, you know, having played the Red War, I hated Gaul. He was the absolute worst. So then I'm helping Keitel, who I don't have a strong connection to yet. Like, I, I don't have strong feelings towards the character herself yet or anything. Um, I think she's cool, but, like, aside from that, nothing more. So, like, I'm I'm helping her with her nightmare of a, a villain that I've fought twice at this point. You know, the, the original Gaul and then the nightmare back in shadow keep so like i i just i think it was too soon for Kyle to be the one to actually have that that kind of story trying to develop for her because we don't have much to care about yet mm-hmm. and and that's just my personal opinion like i some people might love Kyle already and you know they absolutely thought her story was great and there's probably some people who thought her story was just very meh for me it it was all right it just it wasn't something to be excited about it wasn't something that i felt anything for it was just something to do right i don't know so what did you think of the book of the whole book from the beginning to the end i'm gonna (laughs) take the whole book. Um, I'm going to take the gameplay and everything else like into account as well, since this was the seasonal book. And that's kind of what we've been doing. Yeah. Um, so I actually really liked the seasonal, like the actual like seasonal activity that went with it. The sever missions. Yeah, the sever missions were really cool. I enjoyed doing the Castellum. I, I honestly did. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, the containment was a really good, like, fun activity. 
like honestly it felt a lot like going to mars and doing um what is it help me here escalation protocol yeah it felt like escalation protocol but spooky um <laughs> it felt like spooky escalation protocol <laughs> which so is it felt fine. like a spooky protocol spooky protocol it felt like spooky protocol um i love leviathan um and so any reason to poke around on Leviathan and any reason to go see like all these like very kind of beloved places for me, because like Leviathan's probably one of my favorite raids. So like any reason to like go back and poke around in all these like very fun places that like gives me actually a g- very good memories of people I used to hang out with that I don't hang out with anymore because like we're not friends or we're in different clans or whatever. This it it's fun. I had a really good time, and um, one of my very good friends is the one who put all of the things together for the seasonal activity and like all of the seasonal quests. So I'm like very like happy for him that he did that. So I enjoyed it. Um, did I like the book? Not really. <laughs> I'm like, eh. I I really liked the story. I thought it was like I thought the in-game story and how it was told was better than the lore book. Yeah. Because like playing like Crow story wrecked me. Like absolutely wrecked me. And yeah. that like was emotional damage. <laughs> It was a hundred percent emotional damage. Um, and Zafala's story was emotional damage. And I hardcore cried doing those stories. Like that was like muting myself, tears streaming down my cheeks, like crying, watching these, um, like the cutscene and like listening to these stories and like playing the game and emotional trauma, like playing these. It was so good. I loved it so much. And like Keitel's was just, I think by the time I got to Keitel's, I was just like, I could not care anymore. I don't know <laughs> if it was Keitel or if it was Gaul or I think it was because Keitel didn't care. I think those two characters were like so invested in it. Like Crow was super invested and Zavala was super invested. And they're like, we really want to get this done. Like we're, we're super bothered by this. We're super traumatized by this. Like they were really invested. So I was really invested and Keitel's like, I don't fucking want to be here. Like, what is this? Like I, I'm not even involved. Like, what is this? I'm why? What? And then she's like, but Gaul, I'm not even like, fuck you, Gaul. Like, she's not even, you know, like, that's how she was because I just played it. So that's she was not even bothered at all. She she wasn't even she wasn't even traumatized by it. She was mad that she was even there, which I think was how she showed that she was traumatized by it. Or it was a different kind of trauma. It wasn't the kind of trauma that you or I would show. It was the the kind of trauma that a cabal would show. But she was very. (sighs) 
I don't know. It's her, the way she showed it was so anathema to how the, the first two were that it really took me out of the story. And, um, it just kind of broke the rest of it for me. If that makes any sense. It does. Um, cause I, I felt the same way. Like I, I was super invested in, in Crow, in Zavala. And then there was Kaido who was just zero fucks given. And I'm like, if she don't care, why should I? Yeah. So I, I, I totally agree with you on that. As for myself, the lore book itself is very middle of the road. There are some good entries. There's some bad entries. It it's it's not a cohesive story, so it's just middle of the road. Like you take each entry as its own separate thing, but taking the weekly story into account because that's how this book was designed. The story overall was so good. I I was super like I'm a, a a fan of Crow. Like I loved Crow before he even actually had a name. The few interactions that we we barely even got back then. And ever since they've actually made him a character with voice lines and actual story you know importance to the story ever since they actually made him important to the story like i've 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 fallen in love with his character he is amazing and this this was a good seat like that for zavala this was a good way of actually diving into his background and why he makes the decisions he makes him looking at his past trauma with his his dead wife like that was it was heart-wrenching i was crying for two weeks when doing these these missions but they were it was so good it's that that kind of cry that you're like it hits you in your emotions but then you you know that even though you're crying, like you feel good about it. it it's like it's cathartic. And it's just the Zavala storyline was so well done. The ink blot for that was so so on point. So as far as story goes, top notch. The lore book is lacking by itself. But that's how the seasonal lore books are. I am looking forward to next season, I think. Same. Especially with with some of the hints in that last radio message. Yeah. It'll be good. I liked the last radio message. I did too. Yeah. Because it's... We got a peek into a private relationship. Yeah, we did. Like, that's what I loved about it. was the fact that we got a peek into that relationship. I think not... Every relationship has to be on display in Destiny, and they don't have to give us all the details about everything. Right. And since this just ended, and I don't want to 
make a big deal out of everything in this game, even though I'm like, I think I said ages ago that they're totally together. Um, they've been like in a love hate relationship for ages, <laughs> but I think they like very much are very cute with each other, but I think they're just like very good friends. We'll see where it goes. But I, I think they're very I, cute. I like them. I see them. And, and like for our listeners, we are keeping it vague for the people who haven't actually listened to the radio messages yet. Yeah. Um, because it's really cute and I don't want to ruin it if you haven't listened to it. But I kind of viewed those two characters as partners in crime. <laughs> are partners in crime like oh my god like there's nothing romantic there as far as you know and uh, right like i mean they, they might try and, and do something but yeah from how that message sounded it was very much like oh we're partners in in this thing we're trying to do mm-hmm. and at at that point, like they've got their nicknames for each other, and and it used to be full of like venom and and kind of disdain. Yeah. But now it's just like it's a nickname. Very cute. It's soft and cute now. Yeah. So I think it's it's nice. It's it's got me excited for what story is coming. Yes, I like it. I do too. Hmm. It was it was a fun little nod to the next story. Yeah. We'll see what happens. So, do you have any shout-outs, Elmas? Uh, shout-out to everybody who wished me a happy birthday. That's right. It was your birthday. Did you do anything for your birthday? Uh, my girlfriend came over, made me lasagna and lemon meringue pie. Was it delicious? And I pigged out. Oh, that sounds good. Did you guys watch any movies? Uh, we we started watching. Um, actually, we continued watching the first season of Chuck. <gasps> I love Chuck. And and now she loves Chuck to the point that like we're in the second season in like the first half of it, and she's she's already starting to pick up on like okay, this is where the story is going to go because of you know this this and this, and it it's like I'm sitting there going. I've I've seen this show like four or five times and I don't want to spoil things, but like my god, I wanna say something. Oh my gosh, yeah. But um and then yesterday, uh being Saturday the sixteenth, her, her husband and I went on a three person date to go see Thor, Love mm, and Thunder. How was it? One of the best Thor movies. Right up there with Ragnarok. Really? Like, it, it's, for me, personally, it's tied with Ragnarok. Wow, that's high praise coming from you. There was a lot of comedy. There there was a lot of action. A lot, a lot of character development. It was just, it was so good. They They really played into, like, the jealous girlfriend meme. And it, it was just, it was so funny. So, yeah. Shout out to everybody who wished me happy birthday and shout out to my girlfriend. And yeah, it, it was just, it was a good weekend. 
What about you? Um, I guess a uh, shout out to Michigan J Frog. Yeah, if you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> also, shout out to Toki. Shout out to Toki. Toki who just decided to jump on my fucking desk. Toki. And he's rubbing his face all over my mic like a heathen. God, Toki, oh, I stop. hear it. Yeah, I know. I hear it. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Okay, he's covered in outside. God, okay, I'm just going to hold you here like a fucking Toki. I've been watching a lot of Star Wars Rebels lately. That's a good show. I've been enjoying that. So, shout out to Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, that's that's my shout out. Actually, no, my shout out is going to continue to be Michigan J Frog. <laughs> Lol. Um, <laughs> yep. God, this episode. Uh, here's some special things. If you're still at the end of this episode, thank you. We're almost at 150 episodes. My God. We're actually way over 150, considering we do a bunch of little lores, but like actual episodes where I almost had 150 episodes. <laughs> I'm almost at 100 episodes, Elvis. Look at me. <laughs> right. Since 50 was technically my first episode where I uh, guested. I. Yep. Yeah. I even though uh, no, technically what I was a I was a guest on like what Chronicon. Yeah. Or like an episode. Two it's kind of like it's kind of like those those actors who come yeah. onto a show and they, they're like guest stars for the their first, first season. Yeah. But then they're like actual like people after that. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't I wasn't, a, I wasn't a real boy until I was like <laughs> a real boy. So when I when did I technically become a real boy? Fifty one is when I became a real boy. Yeah. So I guess like one fifty one would be like my hundredth episode. I would still say one fifty. One fifty would be my real episode. My my real one hundredth episode. Because you, you were a big part of episode fifty. Yeah. He he he. Man, this can be. Big, a big whole normal episode next week. <laughs> right. <laughs> Here's our special thanks for our <laughs> normal 149th episode. The audio for this episode was produced by Rendell Zevas. You can find him on Twitter at Rendell Zevas. Your artwork for this episode is courtesy of Volshock B on Twitter. Thank you, Volshock. Um, the music in this episode is copyrighted Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. <gasps> oh my God. Did you see that Fallout's video was copyright infringed upon and they said it was Activision? Did you see that shit yesterday? Oh. Yeah, it's starting again. And then his tweet was taken down after Bungie said that they're investigating. And so they made him delete it, I think. And I was like, oh my God, really? Oh. <laughs> I'm waiting to hear more, but I was like, oh, my God, really? It's starting again? Like, $7 million? Like, whoever did it this time? I'm like, you better have $7 million, my friend. <laughs> like, do you think you can fuck around and find out like the first guy did? <laughs> right? Right. I, I wonder if it's retribution for the first guy. Like, who do you think you are? <laughs> Bungie oh, has so man. much money, and you are nobody. You're literally nothing. 
Like, I hope you rot in hell. Like, at this point, they've got Sony money to oh back them. Oh, my God. Yeah, they have big dick Sony money now. <laughs> they have big dick Sony money. You have nothing. You are a small child. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Wouldn't it be hilarious if it was the same guy who's, like, hasn't even finished going through yet? And he's like, you know what? Like... Seven million dollars. I'm going to jail for life. Who cares? I'm just gonna do it again. No, see, I'm wondering if it's one of his friends. Oh my god, no! If it was the same guy, though, it's like his oh, villain that, that arc like isn't even complete yet. He's like still on the upswing <laughs> of his villain arc. It's like not even done. It's like get his secondary villain arc. Like. Like oh god <laughs> i'm just gonna keep going up you got nothing to lose oh my god it's just like i saw it and i'm like ah, i forgot to talk about it anyway if you'd like to dive to the destiny lore on your own <laughs> ah, visit ishtar-collective.net you know what just go to just google it just google it guys you don't even have to put it into the fucking thing just google it they're the resource we use to make our show notes thanks baxter i appreciate you Thank You're you, a really good friend. You are amazing. No thanks to you, Toki. God. You can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at HeyIt'sOrchid. You can tweet Elemist at I underscore M underscore Elemist. Oh, look, there's Rindle on there, too, on that list. At RindleZivas. Uh, you can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you can find the podcast. You can join our discord discord.gg slash lorehub, or there's an invite to the discord in the description for this episode. But do you know what? The actual description and shit for episodes in podcasts are really hard to find sometimes like in podcast episodes. I like never find them. So it's easier to just, you know, put it into fucking Google. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps. We appreciate it. Money is hard to come by these days. We, we appreciate it tremendously. I need to buy non-dairy ice cream because I'm hot. So I'm going to go do that. Sounds good. It's hot. Yeah. I'm going to go do that. And I'll give some to Toki, because he looks hot as well. All that fur. Yeah. Say goodbye, Elemist. Goodbye, Elemist. Goddammit. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Have a good night. Or day. Take care. Stuff. Bum bum bum. Goodbye. Six. Propaganda. I'm gonna actually do this properly. Okay. I'm actually looking at the lore book in the game. Once. Once. Never do this. Okay. 
Okay, I'm gonna read this next one before I buy this cute toast bath mat on Amazon that I was looking at while we were talking. Can we get on with the recording, please? My God. It has a kitty on it. I have to show it to you. It's really cute. <laughs> Yubbing now. <laughs> like, my God. <laughs> this is the sound of a long-suffering audio editor having to parse through all this. Um, huh. That's that's a mat, all right. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> this all has to come out of the episode. You can't leave it in. <laughs> Are you shitting me? This is all going in outtakes. Of course it's staying. <laughs> Eating a pussy egg? Like, I, I, I just, I don't... <laughs> Elvis, no! I mean, it's an egg cat on toast. It's so cute, though! Oh my god. I mean, oh. it got cracked in the, in the shell somewhere. Oh, like we're cracked. Oh god. It's super absorbent. Mm. Oh, I bet. It's a corpse. Oh my god! It's a towel! <laughs> bath mat. That cat is breakfast. What? No! <laughs> You're not gonna eat it. It's a... It's not a breakfast. It's not breakfast. It's an egg with a cat face. What is going on here? Breakfast! <sighs> I'm just gonna read this. 